Hello and welcome to Snap, Cackle and Pop. The breakfast show for people who wake up at 5pm. I'm Laura. And I'm Lucas. And we're here to give you your weekly pop culture rundown without the frills. From famous feuds to shocking scandals to tantalising trends, we've got you covered. So sit back and tuck into a conversation with your two podcast pals. In this week's episode, after a well-deserved break, we're back and butters than ever, finally addressing the bimini-shaped elephant in the room with the outcome of the UK Drag Race final. We gave a comprehensive review of Somerset Live's premier dogging spots in the Southwest, and we mark a tragic royal departure, the Duke from Bridgerton. Enjoy! And we're back. We're back after a brief hiatus. 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 We are back. We are back. Um, What did you do on your hiatus, Laura? Um, Did you work out how to use a microphone? I set up a whole new life for myself. You did? I'm, I'm living in witness protection. No, I'm living <laughs> in, I've moved. I moved. You moved? So I'm in a different room. There's different echo, which is actually really annoying me, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm on a different street with buses oh. and things. Oh my God. It's you wanna, very exciting. Do you want to tell people where you moved to? Um, so the precise location, <laughs> I'm living in the capital, London oh. town. District one. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being so weird. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm living in London town. Um, so yeah, the hiatus was really to accommodate my um, me actually just trying to get my shit together. So thank you for being with me. Hope you missed us, but we're back. We are back. Yeah. How has your been? Two weeks been? Three weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks? Four weeks? Five weeks? Five weeks? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been lovely. I came back to the big smoke too. We we saw each other. We saw each we other, did. didn't we? Shh. No, no, it was legal. It was um, legal. It was legal. so weird and awkward. Uh, oh. <laughs> I wanted to leave. <laughs> you were in your house. <laughs> I wanted you out of my I was house. so awkward that I made Laura want to leave her mm. own house. Not the first time you've done that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we saw each other. It was very nice. It was lovely to just you know um see each other staring into each other's eyes yeah for pleasure (laughs) without without a microphone in our face yeah i feel like sometimes when we do speak it's a bit like we have the podcast going do you speak like you're expecting me to edit out all your shit but then you realize (laughs) that you can't because this is real real time and you actually did just say stuff out loud and everyone heard and And everyone's looking at me like i'm like yeah cut that shit Mm. um but yeah how are you unfiltered like Chloe K. Is she recent, Oh, yes. Her recent um, drama. Well, okay, I, did, I haven't been keeping up with it because I thought we were and done with the Kardashians. <laughs> You've not been keeping up with the Kardashians, hey? Funnily enough. And it's literally under two minutes we've been on here and, and I've thrown in some Kardashian uh, update. But, you know, it's got to happen, yeah. Um, can you explain to me what happened? She was angry. She was angry. She um She... I don't know if she posted it or if a picture, a picture of her by the pool, I think, in a bikini, made its way on social media by accident um, and with no filter. Without a sepia filter. With no shaping. It was just her raw, meaty form. Ooh. Her flesh vessel. If it... <laughs> um, okay. and, I will. Um, she actually just looked like a human being. Shock. Mm. And um, she then took it down and proceeded to, um, obviously it had already been shared. So then she was like threatening to sue different 
bodies of the internet to get her picture taken down. And it sparked a big debate about, you know, the usual bullshit. Um, but then I saw the picture and I was a bit like, really? I was expecting her to look like, I know this isn't feminist of me, but I was expecting like her looking like dog shit. Like a proper, like, you know, when your friend like takes a picture of you and you're like, yeah, you know, a slip, like with your double chins out and mm. I don't know, maybe her nipple out or something. But no, it was literally just her body and it was fine. And it caused a big debate as these things always do. Well, I mean, what um, could she yeah. sue for? Like defamation? That's her own body. But then she put on a massive um, kind of statement on Instagram about how, you know, she's always had the pressure to be perfect and whatever she does, she's going to get picked at. So she just edits her photos anyway. And la, 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 and it was, yeah. I mean, listen, if, she's, if she is, if she is, but who is she? Like, all I'm saying is like, she's blaming us for like making her feel like she has a pressure to look perfect. She should look to her right at Kim and look to her left at Kylie and tell them <laughs> off. Because like the Kardashians are one of the big reasons why there's such a pressure to be perfect. I think, I think Jamila Jamil made a really, she did a really interesting post on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she captured it quite well because she said, um, talking about body editing generally, she just said, um, they played that they, they and the Kardashian played their fans, but they played themselves worse and everybody loses. We are all fucked when we buy into diet culture, even though I remain furious at how much this family perpetuates fat phobia and impossible beauty standards. I totally see why they're so obsessed with presenting as whatever society's latest ideal of perfect is because they are harassed and bullied and scrutinized to within an inch of their lives. They may hurt us, but God did society hurt them. So the cycle of anti-feminist behavior has to end on both sides. And I completely agree. I think it's it's a it's a two-headed snake devouring itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a snake that's eating its tail. Yeah. Ooh, so that's, that's my that's my hot take. Yeah. I mean, thing is, not everyone can be perfect. Um, but some people can be perfect. Yeah. I mean, look at you. I wasn't talking about me, but I mean, oh, if we oh, never talk going, about so me. I if we want to talk about me, then we can talk about me. Um, uh, no, I was talking yeah. about someone who... I just who... gave you a compliment. compliment. I know. I'm... Waste. Keep it out of my back pocket. Oof. Yeah. No, I was going to talk about someone who we both view as perfect. Yes. The world. The world's picture of perfection, I'd say. A beautiful angel who had something stolen from her. Okay, good. I'm glad you know who I was talking about. I was like, is she just spiraling? Yeah. 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 Can you please please hurry up and tell us who we're talking about? Bimini. 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 Bimini Bomboulash. Now, we have been away. The real reason we've been away is we've been processing trauma. We've been in mourning and it wasn't over (laughs) Prince Philip. It was for Bimini and her crown, which was dashed dashed away from her. We've had to have a period of three weeks mourning. Now, before we before we get into this, we I, I will just preface that we I and I assume Laura as well. I think that Lawrence Shaney is a very worthy winner of season two of Drag Race UK. Hundred yeah, percent, no shade. She, she did the damn thing. She represented Scotland and also plus I was queens and yeah, well done to her. Mm, well done to Scotland. You've had your moment. Well done. What a sad little life you <laughs> <in this> change. <laughs> now go be independent. 
This is um, really the nail in the, in the Brexit coffin, honestly. If, if like, Scotland becomes independent, does does Billy Minibon Boulash get to take the crown from Lawrence is the question. I mean, it does say UK drag race. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's, it does say, you know, England, Scotland, Wales drag race. It's yeah. UK. And if they don't want to be in the UK, then it's only fair. She disqualified. She's disqualified. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. How did you feel when you found out that Billy Minibon Boulash would not be our next UK's drag superstar? <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> um, I was actually quite shocked because I don't know. I just... I feel like the whole series, I was definitely like, no, Lawrence has got it, Lawrence has got it, Lawrence has got it. And then the last few episodes, I was like, you know what? I think Bimini's got this. And then the last episode, I just felt like they just fed it to us. They were literally saying things like, she's the whole package. She ticks every box. I was like, yeah, Mm, Yeah. in the bag. And then literally, curveball. I was going to say snowball. Curveball, (laughs) absolute curveball. Curveball. It was snatched. So it was a bit of a gut punch. For me and, and my dad, <laughs> he was very invested <laughs> at this point, and we were we were pretty gobsmacked. But on reflection, I guess my life hasn't changed that dramatically, so I feel like yeah. I mean, we we really were saying, oh, Bimini's gonna win, Bimini's gonna win. Mm. Um, we don't like mugs. Bimini bombarded on this podcast. Yeah, apps, honestly. <laughs> Last few episodes, just delete them. From you might as well Spotify. shove some tea in us because we are mugs. I've got a handle sticking out my head. <laughs> And a crack. Because <laughs> oh, I'm God. a mug. An absolute mug. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're all going on to do great things already. You know, Bimini's signed with a modelling agency, so is Tace. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're all doing well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like X Factor, where it's like, yeah, you win, but if you win, it's like if you come second or third, then you become like super famous, isn't it? There are some shows where it's winning isn't everything. Like Love yeah. Island, like Molly Mae. I've definitely said this on the podcast before. Molly Mae didn't win, but she won. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like um, but you know, to I think to to get some closure on this mm-hmm. situation, um, I have written a poem. Oh. In tribute, in memory. A eulogy. A eulogy. In memoriam. A eulogy. I've written a eulogy for Bimini Bobulash. Um, that is so beautiful. So I thought I would read it out loud to the class. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Bimini Bombulash, the patriarchy you did crash. Your body you did bend, lest you did not win in the end. Our Katie Price, our sexy spice, our gorgeous gender neutral slice. We pray to thee, we worship thee, we miss you being on our TV. You may not have won the crown, but you didn't let us down. That's because in our eyes, you'll always be stunning, genius, ready to adapt. And that's not a joke, just a fact. Oh, wow. Right? I'm quite proud of it. Honestly, amazing. <laughs> right? Honesty. That was lovely. I wrote the it rhyme... in five minutes. Wow. I'm, that's pretty impressive. Right? I did have to, it was a lot of Googling what rhymes with fact. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many things. I thought that was really good. You should be yeah. a poet, right? You're a poet, and you don't know it. Yeah, um, I think we should send it in, honestly, to her. I think she yeah. needs to see that. I think she does. I think she needs to pick me up. She's really struggling. <laughs> She's really been <laughs> She's waiting. Really for struggling it. with all this amazing publicity she's yeah. had in the past few months. All the I magazines. Think that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. And I just think it captures the pathos of of this historical moment <laughs> so well. Talking about well, a historical moment. 
We are another one. Another one in the midst of an easing of a of of restrictions. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Really, we're in the middle of some easement of restrictions. Easement. Um, the easement, the appeasement. Mm-hmm. Um, we are being appeased, aren't we? Have you benefited so far from the recent lockdown easements? I have to say, I have not taken the ball by the horns on this front. My life hasn't changed. I obviously... Pubs open, not just pubs. Just pubs. <laughs> just, just pubs open. Just Everything when the spoons on Monday. So we are Montal. starting Lost Roadmap. We are venturing into the, into the. 21st century? Yeah. The, 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 the white sands of the future. The COVID free future. Oh, lovely. Yes. Yes. Where no Brit has ever gone before. Yeah, we're going, yeah, we're marching, boldly, boldly, boldly marching. <laughs> Um, and I've done nothing, honestly. Oh. I um You haven't gone to the shops, you haven't popped into Claire's not accessorize. Any I've not been to boot. Oh, boots was open. Boots is I do need space boots, that's why I haven't had boots. Yeah, I've not gone shopping, I've not had a drink. I have just been outside and moaned about the fact that everyone is outside now. All right, mum. I know. Well, where I live is obviously really busy. So the prospect of getting a single pint before May is <laughs> slim to none. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, but I am going out this weekend. I'm going to have okay. some fun. Are, so, you, are you not looking forward to shopping? Do you not need to buy anything apart from whatever from boots? Yeah, I want to do some read. I want to do some retail, retail therapy. I think yeah. I'm actually going to have like a proper basic bitch day and take myself out to like Selfridges. <laughs> I don't even know. Thing. I don't shop at Selfridges, but like I want to go to like Oxford. What's it called? Oxford, Oxford Square. Street. Oxford Street. <laughs> Oxford oh, if you go to Oxford Square, that's probably somewhere like. I even know country bumpkin walking around London town. I'm going to take myself to Oxford Street. Oxford Square. Oxford Square. Oxford Square. No, I'm going to Oxford Street and like do like a proper like basic retail session i want to do that took myself to the charity shops on monday bought myself a shirt oh my god how is that love it purple houndstooth could you believe (laughs) i was like i was like who did they make this shirt for because i want it yeah i want to get some like fun life has started again yeah numbers i want yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously you've got to get yourself down to the pub, hun. I know. I'm going to get get my son to get thee to a nunnery, but it's not a nunnery. It's <laughs> a opposite. public house and I need to get there. Um, have you ventured? I think I, you have. I did manage to. And mm. I thought I would I would give people some tips from my first nice. trip to a, to a public house. Yeah. So obviously I did not book. It just didn't happen. That's life. Um <laughs> I can't do anything about that, but that's why. That's yeah. What sometimes you sometimes you wait six months to go to a pub and then you forget to book. Mm-hmm. Um, but all a bunch of the pubs and bars they just like walk in. Uh, so we went to the Cork, and we sat in the queue for only half an hour. We got there at five, sat in the queue for half an hour. And my top tip: this is the only I only have one tip. When I say I have tips, I have one tip. Um, cans, little cans, cans in the queue. So we got. Oh my little, god, we're really back to like. Alcoholism. Going to festivals <laughs> when you're 15 and like taping stuff to your leg under your jeans. <laughs> under my bell bottoms. Legging. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, well, because I was sat in the queue and I was like, this isn't the pub's area, so I'll just have, I'll have a couple of tinnies. So I had some, I had one of those, some of those nice little cocktail tins in the queue. So the queue, you know, I, it went by, mm. by very quickly so that by the time I got into the pub, I was feeling nicely buzzed and ready to have a, a gay old time. Um, so yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. How long it. did you have in there? I think if you, okay, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think that if you don't book, you can stay for as long as you want. Whereas if you have a booking, it's a two hour booking. Yeah, I think we ended up staying there for two hours because eventually you're kind of like, no amount of money I saved during COVID can really justify the amount of money that this is costing me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then you were just like, oh, back to my home, back to lockdown. I'm kind of finessing the system though, because actually, no, I guess if you don't, but then there's that risk that you don't get in. Yeah, but I, I so I was in the queue and the man said, oh, so we were in behind. With your tennis? With your tennis. Avec mon <laughs> um, so it was in my in the queue with the tinnies and there were three of us and there were four people in front of us and the man was like oh there's only a table for free and I was like okay great we'll, we'll get it then and I had my tin I just downed it right in front of me and said come on in he said do you want me to throw you throw that away for you oh god that's but, rare bouncer well it per- isn't a pub 30. it isn't a club it's a pub so I yeah like- also, everyone was just so happy to be back. I was, I was having jokes with the with the bartender and the servers. I was like, hiya, 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 Babs. Babs, Babs, hiya, Babs. I don't know. I don't know. You know, all the locals, you know, all right, Steve. Not seen you in a couple months. Where have you been? You cheeky bugger. Yeah, it was lovely. Well, that sounds lovely. Um, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try maybe tomorrow night and I'm going to go on a little day trip on Sunday to um, the coast. Oh, coast to coast. Brighton. Um, so coast. yeah, by, I think I'm a bit slow off the mark, but then I did see this post today and I think it is really valid that obviously now the world is starting to do things again the FOMO is real because before the beauty of lockdown was that you can never feel bad for not doing anything because you can't well for me anyway but now that things are able people are able to do stuff then the FOMO is back mm-hmm. um so yeah I just think if you're listening don't feel pressured you know no. know your boundaries people ask you out and you don't feel like it say no it's yeah. okay just because the world was gonna end doesn't mean you have to go on the lash if you don't want to. And also, if you've not booked stuff, there will be time. Good and luck. I'm saying this because I need to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> if you have booked something, just get ready to queue. Just get ready to queue. Is it that bad? Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, not, you're never going to go anywhere where there's not going to be a queue. It's fine. It's just, it's just things that we have to be comfortable with. Ew, yeah. Ew. I like to cut things now. You need to be in my hands. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to patience. We're learning patience. We're learning patience. Mm, patience, patience. Laura. Hello, Lucas. I have a question for you. Shoot. What would you do if you had a thousand pounds? Ooh, a thousand pounds. What would I Ooh. do with a thousand pounds? Bones. Bones. Um, I would. Oh God, I don't know. I would book a trip. Where to? I would book a trip. Can I go to the Maldives on a thousand pounds? Yes. I don't think I can. Can I? A budget trip to the Maldives. Yeah. To the Maldives. I'd I'd go to the Maldives, honestly. Or I'd pay for like half a trip to the Maldives. Okay, so you're going halfway there, like um, Uzbekistan or somewhere. (laughs) 
I do a round trip to Uzbekistan. Okay, well, that sounds lovely. You know, there's just there's just so many things you can do with a thousand pounds. There are. One would say the limit does not exist. I I would say that too, mm. and it's just so joyful. But you know what isn't joyful? Losing a thousand pounds. Losing a thousand. Is that what pounds. you're going to say? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was going to say because. If you do not fill out your census, you could lose a thousand pounds. And that's why we are collaborating with the Office for National Statistics to remind you that there is still time to fill out your census. Have you filled out your census, Laura? Of course. I mean, I say that like I was really organized. I did remember to do it at like 11.55 p.m. on the deadline day, thinking yeah. that the men would come. And all the women, all the gender neutrals. The men. Could come. The, men, <laughs> the men are coming to put me away or whatever they do but they mm-hmm. didn't because I filled it all in didn't mm-hmm. take long got to do a little bit about me you know me like got to fill in forms about me yeah. which was fun and yeah yeah if you think about it the census is you're just talking about yourself for like 10 minutes so technically it's kind of like me time you know, yeah. it's self care. Yeah, really. it's, it's, it's government regulated self care. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, so tell me, Laura, who gets my data when I fill out the census? So when you fill out the census, it does not go to Bill Gates oh. and it does not go to Mark Zuckerberg oh. and the lizard people. Um, they actually keep your personal de- census data under lock and key for 100 years, which is a crazy amount of time. Um, so they don't share any individual responses, um, or, um, anything that's identify, identifiable, obviously. Um, and any personal information that you do give, it can't be seen by anyone, um, who makes decisions about you, like your carer, um, if you have one, or I'm trying to think of what's the Britney word. Um, oh, oh. Conservator, <laughs> like, like a lawful conservator. If yeah. you are that way, you can incline. If you are Britney Spears, <laughs> if you're Britney, your don't worry, your dad can't see your census data. Uh-huh. Um, and it can't be used by the government to influence any claims for benefits, residency applications, um, your status as an immigrant, or taxes, or by landlords um, or any other private organisation. So then, what does my census data do? Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) My pleasure. Your census data is actually really beneficial for everyone. Um, It helps underpin all the services that um, everyone relies on. Things like healthcare, your living arrangements, education, um, everything that we actually take for granted in this country because it's all free. Um, And the jobs we do and um, yeah, the information that we give will help inform policy at both a local and a national level. so from things like your school places to the planning of bike lanes, um, your census information is used to think of things like building new supermarkets, what food is going to go on the shelves, um, how many parent and toddler places are there in the park, etc. So everything that we take for granted as citizens um, is actually informed by census data. So it is really super important, especially as young people as well. It's important that we're getting our two pence in. So yeah. as we're going to have to... Live it all. Live through this. Exactly. Here's the important thing. Now, as students, you might think that you only have to fill out the census back home. But even if you're staying at home and were included on your household census there, it's important you still complete a questionnaire for your term time address. This is because the Office for National Statistics needs to build an accurate picture of the student population in every local area. 
And the information you give is crucial in helping make sure the students in your area get the services they need now and in the future. And then also, if you don't fill out, you will get fined. So. And you will lose your trip to the Maldives. The Maldives. <laughs> the Maldives. Mold- the Maldives. You will lose you will your lose trip to your Kazakhstan. Trip to Maldives. So do yeah. your damn census. So. The deadline has passed, but it is still not too late to complete your census. So yes. I think I, I think in general, in summary, we should say, don't be sus about the census. Um, Laura, have you seen this article that I put into the into our little document? The one that's an update on a topic that we have covered? Yes. I have had a perusal. Have you of, taken any um, tips? <laughs> do you want to give the people a, a quick background of this bizarre thing so if you've listened to this podcast you know i'm a big fan of somerset live i think it's a very reputable source of information for everything happening in and around somerset yet for some reason they think that in and amongst their their stories about the new shops opening up in bath and whatever a road there's works on <laughs> that it is appropriate to pop in a little article talking about the best dogging hotspots in the county. So we've covered this, we covered this like a year ago when yeah. we were on radio. Um, or maybe it was one of our first podcasts. I, I can't even remember. But um, I think it was in the radio days. I think this is pretty um, vintage. This is vintage back. stuff. And yeah. for some reason, they have, Somerset Life had decided that that list needed updating. Mm-hmm. So we present I need you regular updates of the, of the different. <laughs> have, different your, have, you, have your regular please? spots been rumbled? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> those bathrooms in um, Alexandra Park are no more. So I need to find. <laughs> they are still there. Know, we saw. I saw two people. Spots. I saw two people dogging behind the bathrooms at Alexandra <laughs> Park. <laughs> what I love about this article is the, um, the picture they've used. <laughs> Murder! It's like hand to the car. It's like classic steamy window, and then like a hand like pressed against another hand. It's like that bit in Titanic where they fucking that car, and yeah. the hand is like again. But could also be the it could be the poster for an ITV drama about murder in the North Country. Definitely also been a murder, murder, murder. murder. Um, I have something to say. I think that there is a. I think there is some British pride surrounding dogging. Oh yeah, there's definitely like a shamelessness that is very specific to our nation. I think yeah, it's the same as like like those men when the football's on and they're like Yobos. out in the street, yeah, with their with their tits out, yeah, and it's and like they're like they they they've like sicked all over themselves and they're just lying in the pavement, but like they're somewhat proud of it. Like it's that same British the, the male equivalent of you. Yeah, yeah, my dream man, basically, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, let's get into it. Let's see what people have been saying about dogging in Bath. Okay, first of all, but before we go go into it, I want to know, in your mind, what are the best characteristics for a dogging spot? What do you look for in a dogging spot? Okay, Um, well, obviously, like, the vibes have to be there. Okay, like, the vibes. I want at least to feel like somewhat special. So maybe okay. like a view. Okay, lovely. No, like a nice... I don't, you know, I don't want to just be up against a wall in the town square. You know what I mean? Like, I want <laughs> like a, a nice view of the bath. 
lights. Okay. You know, the lights of the city. Okay. Maybe a bit of romance. Um, obviously, um, a good getaway option, I think, in case the police come. So you need a getaway plan. Um, and then obviously the, the obvious ones like shady, I guess. Privacy. Privacy? Some people don't. You know, yeah, you're well, dogging, then privacy is kind of like a privilege, isn't it? <laughs> so, privacy is a privilege, not a right when it comes to dogging. Yeah. I, can I also say that they um, they said they compiled this list of the two dogging spots across Somerset according to two websites called Swinging Heaven and Dogging Action. And like, that point just needed to be made that those two websites exist. <laughs> Can we think about let's let's take a minute to visualize. You're sitting at the Somerset Live headquarters. Yes. It's a Zoom meeting. You're on the Zoom meeting. It's the Monday Zoom meeting. Mm. And your editor turns to you and says, Laura, I want you to take the dogging article this week. You're you are going to have to go undercover. Yeah. And you stat. <laughs> infiltrate. <laughs> Imagine how you'd be like, I have a journalism degree. <laughs> I went to uni for this. To write this. about dogging. I mean, undermine it it does do a cross-regional yeah this is very like comprehensive stuff they've got yeah. Bath, bridgewater taunton yeovil western supermare and mine the whole we all we've been to western supermare the whole place is a dogging spot <laughs> <laughs> you can use the whole city um so would you like to pick a favorite of yours from this list um i <laughs> <laughs> i liked the idea of um the castle, the castle Naroche car park, <laughs> um, mainly just for the directions. So like, on the bleak downhills, take the hills, road off the A three hundred three at the Eagle Pub, opposite the first house on the left. Take the lane some five hundred meters to the car park. This is the most secluded and best of the black downhill sites. And I just love how they took the time to like write out. These- Do you like a sat nav? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Um, also, I think the Polden Hill sounds nice. Oh, can you read it out for us, please? It's, um, <laughs> it's another car park. <laughs> <laughs> the car park on Bear Hill on Polden Hills near Old Windbill. Daytime action in wooded areas. Evenings dogging in the field by the car park. So Ooh. I think there's a nice bit of like, there's a timetable clearly. Oh, there's a structure. A schedule. Get your ticks off that soma now. <laughs> And of course, there's um, Western Sand Bay and Western Supermare. So for your beachy, you know, a bit of sex on the beach. Ooh, yeah, a bit sex of on the get beach. sand in my cracks. <laughs> um, <laughs> car parks up and down it for fun and pleasure. Best is at the end of the Bay Road. There's quite a big car park. See you there, I hope. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, what are you? Um, so I was thinking, you know, not all dogging spots are created equal and all dogging spots have different characteristics. And, you know, some of them are very feminist. So I personally like um, Esplanade in nice. Burnham-on-Sea because it cites that there are women flashing satin car, seen lots of boobs, stocking tops anytime. <laughs> I love feminism, personally. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my God. Um, I like her um, stock her woods as well. Great site, plenty of woodland area to get naughty in. Good for voyeurs watching couples. Caution, <laughs> lots of dog walkers. Best at dusk. <laughs> so Ooh, you dusk. Do take a trip to the Stock Hill Woods, whether you're in a couple or simply as a voyeur. 
Um, it's got yeah. fun for the whole family. It really does. It's fun for all of the... Uh... God, people are so weird, aren't they? I have an issue with dogging because I think that I don't want to have sex. I don't think the thrill of being caught during sex is sexy. I'm, I, don't, I'm... I don't get that. I've never gotten it. I... You know, for someone who lives in a house where sound does carry, it's not fun. No, you're a fan of silent sex. Do you do whisper sex? <laughs> no, silent sex is a bit weird. You have to get a balance, isn't it? Because you know, all the whole um, hoot and nanny, some people <laughs> hoot and nanny, who's like, hoot and nanny? Who's hoot and nanny? Who's the hoot and nanny? Oh my god, oh, that is a bit much, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Two I people think, silently making love is a bit intense as well. So I think it's about finding the perfect equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about sex, um, where I learned to have, personally, I learned to have sex from one place and one place specifically, um, which is Bridgerton. Right. I, I, I only have... you met? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The most, the most realistic representation of sex that I've seen personally. Yeah. I don't know about you, but oh. I felt very represented by Bridgerton. I can't, <laughs> personally, I can't get hard without the backing track of some classical pop music. So <laughs> I, think, I didn't know how babies were made until I got married at the age of 30. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I felt seen. <laughs> um, oh, Bridget, Bridget, Tonton. Yes. But, well, we've got is... good news, we've got bad news. Which we go with first. Let's go for the good we, news. Okay, yeah. The good news first. So good news is that which I'm kind of confused about, but it's been renewed for season three and four already. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not know this. It's like I think it was today. I think season two. Yeah, and they haven't even released season two, but they're like, what, three and four as well? Um, I think that is a bit premature. No, uh, right, me too. They're I really- don't. Just, I still can't see how they can drag out it for that long how much how much sex can people be looking for yeah like it's very insular there's like 10 characters yeah but you know it was it is the like 1800s so incest is possible so they really can there's a lot of permutations and combinations yeah i guess there's a lot of combinations of shagging that they could get yeah when you have incest around um but then the bad news is that we are losing the duke yeah, making Rene Jeanne Piaget. Piaget, Piaget, Piaget. Yeah, Piaget. That um, all seasons are now null and void because why would you watch it without the Duke? Surely. Ooh. I mean, he was part of the. He was definitely a large part of the appeal. But there's, there's actually, I say this, but he was really annoying. I actually really didn't like him. <laughs> but like, I don't care about the other. Like. The brother, I guess. Mm. Is he going to be the thing? Yeah, the second season's all about the eldest Bridgerton. The eldest Bridgerton boy. I don't care. Um, But here's here's what I say, okay? Let's just, let's just, why don't we all just pretend that the the Duke's still around and we just cast someone else as the Duke and we just all, we all just turn a blind eye. Oh, like Aunt Viv. Fresh Prince Bel-Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like Aunt Viv. Yes, I am. Dumbledore. (laughs) Shiny. <laughs> in, in, um, in Once Upon a Time, they did that. They just replaced one Robin Hood yeah. with another, and they just said, "I hope you don't it notice." Happens. Actors are replaceable. Yeah, we're all replaceable. You included. Uh, <laughs> that's, so, that's how is it going to work warning. without the Duke? Because well, there's think, still the girl, the Duchess. Yeah, I think that he's just going to be on like he might he's die. On work trips. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's the board. The absentee father. <laughs> but they um, invested so much into his moaning and his raking trauma and it's just like oh he's not here anymore 
Well, I feel it, robbed. If you could keep, if you could just replace the Duke with another celebrity, who would you want to play Ooh. the Duke part two? It has to be someone you're comfortable watching naked all the time because he's naked yes, all the time. That is true. Mm. You know Duke from Tracy Beaker? <laughs> <laughs> the name's the same. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And In his yes. chef apron and his yeah. chef hat. <laughs> Cooking up that puss puss. Who can play the Duke? Um, Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> okay. So I think he could have like a really creepy bit of malevolence to the role. But the you know? Duke's not supposed to be creepy. He's supposed to be like. I think he'd be better creepy. He's just a bit annoying at the minute. He's a bit moany. You know? Yeah. Don't like Ralph Fiennes? Not, not agreeing with my casting? I was thinking more, I would love to see Nick Jonas as the Duke. I just want to see Nick Jonas as everything. Please. Mm, no, I want someone like unexpected, like Bill Theresa Bailey. May. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say? Bill Bailey. Bill Bailey. <laughs> you know, after strict, seeing him strictly, I've seen him in a different light. I've seen him do a tango. You know, he could definitely charge that sexual energy. That's oh, you think he, he could? He could dance circles yeah. around Phoebe, or whatever her name is. Phoebe. Phoebe. What's the the actual character's name? Daphne. um, The Duchess. (laughs) (laughs) Duchess. Um, Yeah, why is he going? Just why? He's got fingers now. Creative differences they cited. Oh, so it's beef. Beefy, yeah. I thought it was because he's so booked up. I read that he didn't like the direction that they were going to go for the Duke in season two, which seems like a diva move. Why... Why is it like this is like an actual piece of art that just right. artistic differences over? Like, surely it's just it porn with a plot. It's just a porn with a very strong plot. Really like, I just really don't feel like this is what the Duke would have done. I just don't think it's an, it's it's the integrity of the character's got. Like, it's he was literally a walking penis. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like his character arc. Confused. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, mm. I, I wish him the best. You know? I feel like we'll definitely see him in like a lot of stuff now. Like he's definitely broken through, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, RIP. And you know, um, what other royal RIPs we should be <laughs> Okay. If you want to do the segue on your head, be it, bitch. Yeah, I want to do it. I think we should address it. Okay. Um, yeah. We should also be saying RIP to another famous aristocrat monarch. Yeah, Philip. And that's all we can say. Otherwise, we're going to offend someone. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, though, um, that obviously, very sad that he died. Well, oh God, I don't even want to. I, don't, I mean, obviously, he died. <laughs> he was 99. He was 99. First of I all, mean, that's pretty good going. Yeah. And also, like, he lived a very nice life. Mm. And he was very rich and he lived all the way to 99 and he got to rule a country, which some of us don't get to do. And some of us are quite bitter <laughs> about. Um, I'm not mad, but I guess that's the way it is. <laughs> what happened? I guess we can't change it unless someone's single. Unless Harry wants to break up with Meghan. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, I really do feel like I'm not going to express my opinion because mm, I don't want to. Um, but I feel like whatever whatever you say... 
you could get like people are really coming for, for you so like a lot of the times i think especially with americans if they tweet like r.i.p philip and their fans will be like he was a racist and then with brits if you say like oh well this man was semi-problematic then people will be like you're disrespecting the dead um yeah so yeah. it's a sticky wicket do you have any thoughts i mean i think people should just like not care but as much yeah. as they do like it's sad someone's dead and yes you shouldn't um speak ill of the dead i guess i mean we do it all the time with this podcast people who care about the person at the end of the day but also like he was a complex human being as we all are who had flaws and did say and do things in the past which obviously aren't ideal um mm-hmm. so just because he's dead can't just ignore them yeah. but yeah like obviously it's sad like death is always a sad thing yeah. apart from like i don't know hitler Thatcher. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, thing. yeah i think that's very true there's definitely a lot of like which side are you on yeah which was kind of inevitable but i think people just need to chill out of it also when are we getting a bank holiday that's when like, are we getting a bank holiday right that's what I, apparently not I tell you what I thought was really funny, or yeah, close enough to funny, I guess, um, was that a lot of people, like a lot of our friends, a lot of people who I knew on their stories were posting like R.I.P. Philip. And I was like, when was the last time you thought about Prince Philip? Yeah, that's what like- I find weird. What I find weird is people who actually took the time out of their day to like say like R.I.P. But I guess people do that when celebrities died. Like, yeah, when, like- I remember when um Kobe Bryant died everyone and Kavaran Fat, people like that but yeah but, but that's weird if you're, isn't it but that's if you're like a if you know someone who's like a Kobe Bryant fan yeah those kind of people post like I didn't post because I'm not a fan but like these people who I know like I know these people our age are not a fan of Prince <laughs> Philip but they're like <laughs> I Prince love your work Philip. Prince Philip like what do you mean <laughs> really, where, where did you last speak you yeah. Phil yeah. <laughs> um, did you see I saw this today and I wanted to yeah because I've I don't know why I found it funny. There was a tweet um, by um, Kerry Washington. <laughs> it's obviously um, equally sad the rapper DMX died yeah. on the same same day as Prince Philip. Still his thunder. Um, and she, <clears throat> so Kerry Washington tweeted, anybody else wondering what DMX and his Royal Highness Prince Philip are chatting about together at the pearly gates? My love to both their families. May they both rest in peace. <laughs> Carrie. No, Carrie Washington. Carrie. I don't think anyone is asking that. <laughs> A, bold of you to assume that Prince Philip is at the pearly gates. Oh. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And B, like, why? I just found that so Why would odd. she be striking up a conversation with DMX? In this, in, in... Kerry Washington's view, therefore, there must be a VIP queue in heaven <laughs> for DMX and Prince Philip to be together. Honestly, right? and just having a chat. Like, I just find it so weird. I just find, like, it's so corny. Like, why would you feel the need to be like... Gr- just go. I'm on both sides. Rest in peace to both. Equality. God bless. Like, we're all equal in heaven. Like, shut up, Kerry Washington. Kerry, like- Kerry. <laughs> Oh bless! Yeah, I'm glad yeah. that was your reaction because when I saw that, I literally like laughed out loud. <laughs> a comedian for our times, Kerry Washington. Um, yeah, yeah, it's happened. I hope those who have been affected are feeling better now, and I hope that it has they... definitely happened. Also, happened. I'm kind of just anticipating the headlines now, like 
Megan twerks on the grave of Prince <laughs> Philip while his body is still warm. <laughs> I would like so. to see it. Though they're already they're already making a deal out of her not attending the funeral, but they're all missing out the fact that she is in her third term of pregnancy and therefore cannot fly. Yeah. So and... unless she gets on a fucking boat with Greta Thunberg and sails across the fucking ocean, <laughs> she's not getting to the funeral. Like Mary riding it on a camel. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like camels. It's okay. I can't tell you for sure. I don't think it was Jesus who rode it on a donkey. No, Mary rode in somewhere. Oh, into Bethlehem. Yeah. I think she walked. I don't think it was a camel, though, because I've ridden a camel and that. I don't think I can have kids after that. So to do that, <laughs> pregnant. I, I think she went it. by foot. No, Mary I think got, she rode in on a she camel. She got her steps in. She was on her Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Mary on her Fitbit. Oh, gosh. So much blasphemy. Um, <laughs> yeah. RIP Prince Phil. What do you think? Future of the monarchy? Yes or no? Do we no. care? No. Any other As questions? in, do you think there's actually a potential for that to actually ever happen? Oh, the monarchy is going to stick around. Along? Yeah, we'll just mm-hmm. plod along. Um, you know, I think that they should skip a generation because... <laughs> well, I, one, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not Charles. Wieners. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... Well, I think they should skip a generation. One, because I just don't trust Prince Charles um, because he's the brother of a paedophile and also Chief on Diana. So all in all... Well, he's the brother of a paedophile, but he is the... Um, a neighbor of a paedophile. Well, he's the brother of a paedophile. Yeah, but being yeah. a sibling of a paedophile, so, yeah. really he's, is yeah, that's true. He's the brother of a paedophile who he's who he's supporting. He's supporting yes. a paedophile brother. There we go. Yes, yes. yes. Is, that, is that fine? Do you, yes, that's fine. Are you are you kind of defending the royals? <laughs> Can you head to your piece? Um, it's but, a disease. Just like, <laughs> Um, and then yeah, on top of that, I think that if you want the royals to stick around, you need to make them more relevant you need to make them more like yeah you need to make sure that the people more people can relate to them and so i think that if you had will even though he's not uh, old will but he's i think more relatable to people than charles is right now oh 100 but i feel like even will like i look at him and i'm still a bit like skip to george you're dusty skip to the seven-year-old yeah you're a bit dusty he did he's looking very dusty recently yeah Yeah, he is harry Um, Oh. My king, hundred oh. percent, any day. Well, oh. mm, he needs to like wear trackies once in a while. He's a judge. He needs a wig, yeah. a toupee, <laughs> a toupee. I didn't want to say it because I don't want to be that person. But honestly, it might be the bullpatch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! But did you not hear this? The actual scandal of all of this no. <laughs> is that he was voted the most attractive bold man. In yeah, the world. he's like a sex icon. Prince oh, William. Yeah. Okay, first of all, rude because I'm sitting right here as the, the as, as the actual sexiest boldest man. Yeah, as but, is Mike from Married at First Sight Australia. I mean, hello, defo sexiest bold man. But save that for your Married at First Sight recap <laughs> podcast. That is not here. That is not right now. I'll see you all later on my page. <laughs> um, but yeah. Just just skip some generations. If you wanna if you wanna stick around, like you gotta reinvent yourself and change it up. And that's what everyone in the everyone else in popular culture has to do. Yeah, the old the royal family, they ain't changing anything up. But that's their thing. Their thing is that they don't change it up. Their thing is that we're same the same for three hundred years. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm sorry, Royal Family. Just like Julie Leaper, I am bored. I'm bored. <laughs> 
to me change your outfits queenie yeah. wear something right. other than a sequined corset i would like a two-piece for, for the queenie <laughs> i would like a little a little birthday moment for the queenie mm. um yeah talk about fashion and talking about yes. things that uh, need to be changed up a little bit have you seen yes, the yes, yes, new yes. theme for the Met Gala? Um, you're going to have to tell me because I looked far and wide and I couldn't find it. Okay. You looked far and wide. You Googled while watching TV. So We're like, going to yes. do another live reaction because okay. I just couldn't find it anywhere. So let's test your Met Gala knowledge first. When does the Met Gala usually happen? <sighs> like... July? No, there's a specific day that have the Met Gala happens. Oh, the, July. It's a, no, it's the you, nope. May? <laughs> yes, it's the it's the first Monday in May. The Met Gala is always the first Monday. Oh, in is May. it May? Like May Day? Is that a thing? May Day? Okay, please don't try and test my knowledge. Okay, I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> I know the Met Gala. I do I not wrong. know any traditional May Day culture. Save that for the May Day episode. No, okay, um, sorry. I have so many things going on. Um, <laughs> you're still thinking about May Day. Um, mm. So basically, um, it's usually the first Monday of May, obviously because of COVID. I mean, not obviously because it's America, but they have decided to postpone <laughs> it. And they've decided <laughs> to change it into a two-parter. Yes. So basically, they've... I so saw it's gonna be, this. One, I think I one in the round, me. one in September one in May again 2022 so the one the theme in September is in America a lexicon of fashion and then the one in May is America an anthology of fashion an American fashion event is going to be themed American fashion is that the theme the theme is American fashion (laughs) after this whole year in America, with the yeah. Capitol riots and Black Lives Matter, do you really want to be American? You know what I mean? But that's it. I mean, that must be it. That must. It must be a massive PR thing, you know. Just definitely. Bit. After the, the past few years, it's been a shit show over there. So obviously, they're going to be like trying to celebrate the rest of uh, America. I I can't get. I just can't get those Topshop American print shorts out of my head from like 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> Is that what you would wear to the Met Gala? That's, you know when everything was American print and like, like the denim American prints. Oh, that Rihanna video, the We Found Love video, she literally like owned that whole fashion <laughs> trend. Like that's what I'm thinking. And obviously Rihanna's created the Met Gala. So is she just going to dig up her old outfits from that music video and wear to the Met Gala? Is that what this is? Is it just a massive setup? That would be interesting. <laughs> and now, I'm, now I'm on board. Yeah, now I'm here I'm, for it. I'm just really... I guess you can try and get political about it. Like you could wear like... I yeah. Quiet gear. <laughs> I bet someone will. You someone wear like a dress. So a dress made of guns or something. Yeah. It's just like... It's all a bit... A KKK hood. Oh. That would be fun. A fashion. <laughs> a bit tongue in cheek. I can see Anna Wintour in a little KKK hood with her little bangs popping out of the edge of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think what a boring theme. And also, I just don't want to see an American flag on that fucking red carpet. <laughs> and I just think it's going to be very, it's going to, it's going to make, I think you're going to see half the people are going to be very much American pride and half the people are going to be Black Lives Matter. And it's not going to, and there's not going to be a lot of creativity. I think it's going to be very much like stuck in its way. Also, there's two of them. <laughs> also, it's two of them. And if it's a two-parter, like I can understand if they were like, a day apart or like a week but they're like 
what did you say? September and May? You do the maths. So that's like at least three months apart. I'm not going to do the math. <laughs> so you said no. It's, it's under like eight a year. months. It's eight, like eight months apart or something. Yeah. So what? Like, that's not. Definitely, why do we need two of the same thing? Right? If I went, I would definitely like wear an outfit and then on the first time and then the second time would be a reference to the first outfit. What do you mean? I'd say I'd wear like an outfit. Like maybe I'd wear like a very put together outfit of like, it's very American and it's all like, oh, this is lovely. And then in the second time I'd wear the same outfit, it's like shredded or something. Mm. And it shows like the, the, like the crumbling of America or whatever. Ooh. Yeah. I think it'll lend itself to a lot of like political. It's a very, yeah, like loaded. Yeah. They definitely made that decision with a lot of um, thought and intention. I Did think they it's Again, they were like, we're an American They're, fashion show. What should the theme be? Uh, America. No, but I think America. after the last few years, like it's definitely, they've definitely thought about that. Surely. I just. It's like after Brexit, like if what, we had think, a Gala, which you think the Brits theme would be Brexit? You think <laughs> Mabel's going to come around <laughs> and fucking leave Best the EU? Best British fashion. Best British fashion. Like they, they're trying to do that festival, aren't they? Like the great British festival. As like an arts festival. Yeah, Which but is celebrating is, the breast and that's out of Brexit, isn't it? There's such thing as British fashion, I think, because you think of like McQueen and I guess other people for a while. <laughs> is, she, is she British? I don't know. Is she? I, Vera, I always Wang. Think Vera Wang. I get confused with the Wangs. Who's the other one? related. Alexander Wang. He's American. Oh, what was Vera Wang? Let's Google British. I think, yeah, there's definitely America does have a fashion, New York Fashion Week. Yeah, but like when you think of British designers, you think of like Vivian Westwood and Alexander McQueen and Stella McCartney. You are listing them up. I googled them up and I have them all here. Paul Smith, Victoria Bayer, Mary Quant, Julian, John Galliano, Kate Moss. She's not a fashion designer. She just wears clothes. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like British fashion has more of an identity than America's so big. I'll give American mm. fashion. Because like down south, you've got like cowboy boots and fucking <laughs> hats and whatever. And then like, up north, you've got like coats, <laughs> hats and coats, hats this and coats. Would be a, good, a celebration of American geography and climate. So if you're <laughs> from the north, you have to wear your boots and your, if, and your coats. If you did the Met Gala theme, what would you do? Mm. You made a theme. Um, have they done like space yet? Like aliens? Surely. Oh, no, they've like done future. They've, they've done, done they've done the future one. They did the future yeah, one. Like robot. Cool. They did the robot one. I love hats. <laughs> just hats. Just hats, everyone. The history of hats or headgear history or something. Of hats. Hats. Cod pieces. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. My college needs to shape up. World Book Day. That's a lovely. That would be a World Book Day as a theme yeah, for the Magala. Like World Book Day was like the original Matt Gala. You know when Mark like, came along in the primary school and it's like, I'm going to be mine cranier. I'm going to be Piggy Longstocking. <laughs> who were you? Can you remember who you were for a while? I've book definitely day? been Harry Potter. Um, I think I've been... Um, I think I went as Dobby once. <laughs> Harry Potter theme. Cast and then once, I remember as Type a very, casting. very strong, very strong memory was once I was sick for like a week. And then the day I came in, I forgot it was Bob Book Day. <gasps> um, so I just came in in like, beautiful. Ah, That's so- mortifying. I know. Um, yeah, I can't remember. 
I remember I once went as James from James and the Giant Peach. I think I went, was, once went as a boy. You just go as a boy. No, but he had like boyish charm too. He had a peach. I probably brought a peach with me. I brought a peach with me to Mishi Chabalet before he was cool. I think I did Percy Jackson as well once. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a good one, I guess. Yeah. World Book Day would be a brilliant house party theme. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Now, maybe Halloween next year. Should we World Book Day? Instead of Halloween, ask me. World Book Day, Day. ladies. (laughs) What has your favorite? Met Gala theme. Oh, then. easy. My favorite Met Gala theme will always be my favorite Met Gala theme. I think no matter what Met Gala that ever it is, and it's camp. I thought camp mm. was great. I thought that camp was excellent. It was. It was what it's what fashion. Fashion is camp at the end of the day. So it was like the best fashion is always camp, and the smartest fashion is always camp because it's always referencing and it's always theatrical and it's always surprising. And so I just think that nothing's ever going to top the camp theme. Hmm. I think some people's interpretation of camp was interesting though. Oh, bad. You can say bad. Yeah. Let's say bad. Interesting. It was bad. Mine, um, I think mine's probably the well, like the Catholic, like church. Heavenly one. bodies. Heavenly bodies. That, that bang. Yeah. I like that. There's been some problematic ones as well, like the China one, but we'll just look past it. Yeah, do, you think they, do you think they just did America because they were like, we can't get cancelled? We can cancel us if it's just America. Yeah, I feel like with these kind of things though, like is it problematic? Because obviously it's the, whole, it's the whole thing of cultural appropriation versus appreciation. I remember um, Rihanna's big egg yolk dress thing was like yeah. hand-stitched by like 200 Chinese maids. In the, in the Primark somewhere. <laughs> in the back of a Primark. It's like stuff like that. But yeah. it's not like any of them wore like a Komodo or like the yeah. oriental crop from Urban Outfitters. <laughs> yeah. If we want to talk about problematic, start at home before you go to the Met Gala. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that is very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll, 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 we'll talk about it when it comes out and we'll be excited. Oh, God, I love the Met Gala. Me, the Met Gala I think is my favourite, my favourite event of the like award season sort of spiel. The, yeah, the schedule. it's a good one. I think it's because like, you don't have to sit through it all to see the highlights. Yeah. Unlike, <laughs> like, yeah. like video, like film awards. I guess you can read them after, but I don't know. You get the yeah. pictures. Um, and, and of course, a snap of character will be coming, everyone. Oh, don't worry. It's happening in five months. So we have five months to get ourselves to the back gala. Mm, a challenge <laughs> a challenge we definitely wear we'd wear matching outfits I'd wear should we go as the office of national statistics <laughs> <laughs> nothing says America like statistics no you go as you go as stars I go as stripes be lovely oh, love I'd that. Be lovely love that. lovely love and then on the second one I'd go as stars and you'd go as stripes ooh I like I like it continuity mm, continuity <laughs> ooh, fashion fashion darling um, well Laura I think we've we've Paid our dues almost. Is there anything yeah. that you would like to say or speak or sing about before we leave? Okay, well, very quickly, speaking of America, um, America's bull bullshittery and fuckery. Oh, okay. Um, I want to address actually, no, I don't. Oh, actually, no, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I really want to quickly address an article you sent me, which kind of made me laugh a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The potential of Dwayne Johnson running for president. <laughs> Let's talk about it. 
Let's talk about it. Let's have Can a. Can he go to the Met Gala if he's the president, be the face of the free world, and the rock? I, <laughs> I think he's allowed. Uh, yeah, I think he's allowed. Yeah, I'd let him in. I don't really. Mm. I'll be honest. Let's let's just say it as it is. Celebrities are celebrities. They are not political Honey, figures. No, you can't say that anymore. I'm saying That's it. Just I'm not saying true. None of them have an education in politics. Don't need one. And I very quite clearly demonstrated <laughs> by Trump's little stint in the White Trump's House administration. You don't need any prior experience in politics to be president. Have we not learned anything? <laughs> I just thought it was a blip. I thought it was a blip. Um, you know, and I don't mean to, I don't put our UK political system on a pedestal, but we are very good at allowing politicians to deal with politics and not celebrities. We don't, we don't like good, not a lot of the time our politicians aren't good, but at least they're politicians. But on the flip side of this, and I'm not saying 100% side with this argument, but like, you know, there is a very... Um, what's the word? Shit. Skewed <laughs> way of becoming a polit- politician in this country. A biased. Yeah, bias. That's the word. So by allowing the outside non-political sphere have a say, you're getting represented in ways that maybe not. Seeing as most politicians are white men from public school in our yeah, country. I'm not saying I fully well, side with the, the fact that The Rock the is Rock running is, president. That he's the salt of the <laughs> earth. He's the an all-American man who will represent the Americans hey, in everything they a, want. He's a self-made Hawaiian POC athlete, father, lover, oh. friend. Imagine also like, I mean, <laughs> I just... Former? Artist? Moana? <laughs> Um, he's, a, he he's a self-made Moana Yeah, he's a self-made Moana Yeah, I mean, just But like, what political knowledge does he have? And also, he was like <laughs> He was like, yeah, I'll run if people want me to Yeah, that's what I love What I love is his statement was just If that's what the people want Then I'll do it <laughs> Like and I also feel like if this a is what literal, people want, then I will do that. Like, a literal <laughs> man of the people. Of the people, the, for the people. Is it what the people want? Like, it, did they ask the people and this 48 is what... Pe- 48% of the people said so. Which people? The people. <laughs> the people. The people in America. The people who decided the Met Gala theme was going to be American fashion. <laughs> also um, want the rock. Well, if that's what the people want, then that's democracy if you could be the leader of any country when you let's be the leader <laughs> of do you get these questions from answers do you have answers of course <laughs> um any country any country any region country state barbados. county barbados my home yeah, I would say I would say the Maldives. It seems very easy and very the chill. Yeah, it's all the Maldives. You saw Oli days all the time, isn't it? Oli bobs. Their food looks nice. Yum. <laughs> so really lovely presidential dinners. Way of saying oh. Office of National Statistics, please pay for me and Lucas to go to the Maldives. Maldives for your next for your next advertising campaign. We will be yes. in the Maldives. Like how Swim Society that bikini line had to go to the Maldives to do a promo shoot. We like have Island. to do our next episode in the Maldives, otherwise. Oh, life in the Maldives. Yeah. Moldy in the Maldives. <laughs> I think that could be us. Yeah. Um, do you know what else I want, Laura? 
to finish this episode. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we've said enough, honestly. <laughs> I think we've said all we can say. I think we've said our peace. I think we've said our war. I think we yeah. said everything. Vote for the rock. <laughs> don't vote for the rock. Please. Please don't vote for the rock. Please don't. Like- Maybe sometimes. <laughs> Just vote for whoever has um some political background. Lynn Manuel? Miranda? He, he just run. played Hamilton. That's not political he background. That's not a political background. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I mean, it's the whole history of American politics in a musical. So that's <laughs> not prep. I don't know what is. <laughs> Maybe just don't vote. Do you know what? Just skip oh, the voting. I don't want to give that message out. Don't surely. vote, but do fill out the census. <laughs> don't respect your duties as a citizen, but also do. Do. And, um, as always, keep it snapping, keep it cackling, and keep it popping. <laughs> <laughs>